0: what's up guys my name is andres this is the bc brewery show today we talk with david from petals and pipes brewing in thousand oaks california they're located in the thousand oaks mall not in but on the property uh, interesting um piece of information about this brewery they opened a few days before the shutdown for the 2020 pandemic so they've only been in business during the shutdown and they've managed to keep their doors open, beer flowing, and people uh, working at their facility. Uh, kudos to them. Uh, I visited them a few times during uh, the pandemic when I was working uh, the night shift. I probably shouldn't say that, but so you anyway, I visited them. Try to keep them going. Support your local breweries any way you can. Uh, so enjoy the show. All right. with David from Petals and Pints Brewing in Thousand Oaks california at the uh thousand oaks mall good addition to the mall outside seating or uh, food vendors Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you remember last year uh romancing the beer brewery contest yeah we were at the same table oh that's right yeah we were at the same table judging beers uh and you were excited about your new brewery (laughs) that was an open up on uh saint patrick's day yep yep and uh (laughs) Things changed since then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We ended up, you know, getting the say at horn motor order, orders uh, two days before St. Patrick's Day. So, right. Yeah, changed our plans uh, quite a bit.
0: But uh, so I, I came when you guys opened after you guys got everything situated. You guys uh, shoveled things around pretty quickly. Yes, we did to yeah. get things up. Um, so tell us, I guess, you know, in the nutshell, what ha- I guess if you can fit it in a nutshell, what this past year has been like leading um. up to today.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely been interesting trying to figure out how to build uh, a system and a cycle to mm-hmm. my brewing to yeah. maintain beer and not, you know, and also not letting anything get too old. So mm-hmm. that was probably the most interesting and difficult part mm-hmm. was just figuring out scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, we, you know, things have uh, started moving a lot better. So now I'm actually at a good groove and I, I kind of know what I'm going to need to do to maintain here now.
0: Mm-hmm. So... And you guys uh, implemented the cans right away, which is...
1: Yeah, uh, so we had originally never planned to do any kind of uh, packaging yeah. um, for to go other than growlers. Uh, but then, obviously, with that, we had to make a pivot somehow so we could keep some money rolling in. So, mm. uh, yeah, we set up uh, canning with a uh, mm. local mobile canner called mm. Boom Hut. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're, you know, local to Thousand Oaks. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I was not set up for it. We actually have to do it right in the middle of the tasting room Right, we and nowhere seen, else to set I've it up. I've seen the Instagrams, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we make it work, and uh, now we've done it ooh, five or six times.
0: Right. But well, I guess yeah. the good thing is you guys were new and weren't really set in any any ways to begin with, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it, it was definitely interesting because we were, were really not set up to deal with packaging like that. Yeah. Uh, but there's always ways to make anything work. For if sure. You're motivated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you guys, uh, uh, here in the mall, high traffic area, Yeah. you guys are kind of off by yourselves here a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, you know, during the shutdown, it definitely was tough getting people to know that we were here right. because nobody was driving to the mall.
0: For sure. Um,
1: but, you know, once the mall got to open up slightly and everything started getting the outdoor, then we started getting a lot more foot traffic when people could see us because they were driving by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Thursdays for the uh, uh, the local farmer's market that goes on right here in the parking yeah. lot, that always really helped, too, to draw in some new customers.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, um, I've been in a few times, dinner, okay. and I work down the, down the street here in, in Lynn Ranch, and mm-hmm. at Teledyne at Lynn Ranch. Um, so I've been for lunch, and um, I do enjoy that your board is uh, not a typical board you see in a craft brewery. Uh, well, <laughs> at least the ones around here that I've frequented.
1: Yeah, it's pretty eclectic. We don't limit ourselves to any, like, one or, you know, one or two styles. We try to— I uh, So I came from another brewery where we did a lot more— uh, traditional focused British beers Mm -hmm. and then I started blending in some German stuff and some American stuff so I came from a place where I was all over the board Mm. um, and I wanted to maintain that because I think it's something that gets lost a little in the industry um, and I think it's nice for the consumer as well as just brewers being able to see right a big variety rather than just like oh you have 15 IPAs (laughs) I mean no I get it they sell oh yeah I understand yeah and a lot of the guys around here are doing a great job with them so mm-hmm. i understand but for me i love making lager so that uh-huh. was a big thing for me was making sure that i got to put up a couple really really solid examples of lager
0: right i think uh right now so like in the beginning when you get into craft beer you go on, on the ipa kick as mm-hmm. a as a consumer or a drinker yeah absolutely. and we have a lot of them but recently i've been going out of my way to find the pills nurse the lagers the the ales that people make yeah um so it's it's uh Uh, It's good to try the different types of of, uh, beers that are out there. Um, uh, Should people be intimidated by craft beer? Um, Like you have people, someone from the mall come in, right? They come in, they have a beer, it's something they know, just a different name, right?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, that's definitely something like uh, the whole, you know, one of our two main flagship beers is our Single Speed American Light Lager. Mm Something I'm really passionate about making, mainly just because I feel like it's the most overlooked style in the craft mm-hmm. industry, mm-hmm. and yet it's the number one drink style in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was there was a place for it in mm-hmm. this market, and I think that it's the best way to get people out of their comfort zone because I right. give them their comfort zone when they first walk for in, for sure. And if they like it enough, mm-hmm. you usually get them to try something else, right? Get them interested in some new stuff. So,
0: right, cool. Yeah. Um, so you came from a different brewery. Um, yes. what's, what's, so you, I mean, I don't know if you can, but you can't go on indeed.com and find a head brewer job, right? How, what's, um, the, what's the process, <laughs> what's the process of getting in the door Yeah, as a head brewer if you're not the person, you know, starting yeah. the restaurant?
1: Um, it's a, it's a, it depends. The most common way is either a degree mm-hmm. or working under somebody for a, pretty long time Mm -hmm. and earning you know that respect and the knowledge and then usually still a lot of like the larger craft breweries are still going to probably they'll probably pay for it but they're probably going to want you to go and get some sort of a certificate yeah Um, my route was much different Uh, my route started as volunteering doing construction work at McLeod Ale which was the first brewery I worked at Mm -hmm. Um, I did that for a little over a year it was just kind of their handyman Mm -hmm. Um, and then I got Eventually offered a gig washing kegs twice a week. Then that grew into three days a week as an assistant brewer. Mm-hmm. Then within six months of that, I was doing almost all of the brewing, mm-hmm. uh, and then the head brewer was more just running the planning, scheduling, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then he ended up leaving, seven, eight months, less than that, like. Yeah, I only worked under him as an assistant for maybe eight or nine months Mm -hmm. before he left. Wow. And uh, I, at that time, had built a lot of respect with the owners in the sense of the quality of beer that I was able to produce. Because I I was still doing some homebrewing and bringing in a lot of stuff I was making. Okay, yeah, yeah. So when he left, they just were like, hey, uh, do you think you can do it? And I was very honest about the fact that I wasn't sure. Uh, I was like, I think so, but I haven't done this. So I couldn't say for sure. So that's kind of how I got in. It was a lot more accelerated and... Different than yeah. pretty much anybody else gets into. Trial field. by fire. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but it, you know, it worked out. I ended up winning quite a few medals in my last year there. Yeah. Uh, mostly for a light lager.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but it was time for a change. Things were just going different there. And yeah. This was uh, presented to me by uh, an old friend. So.
0: So they just um, do they like? Guess said so would you secretively go to your other brewery and taste taste your beers, or how do they how do they know that you're the right fit for for them.
1: Uh, you mean here? Yeah. Or, so I mean uh, the, the
0: process. So you, yeah, yeah. I, I worked here.
1: Well, so it was more. I did bring in a bunch of my samples to uh, Brad when uh-huh. I was introduced to him. But it actually just started because the uh, the guy that consulted for him, uh, named Josiah Blumquist, he uh-huh. was the brewer before me at McLeod. So yeah. he like. Trained me a bit, and then he watched me grow and progress. Yeah. So when he knew he wasn't going to be able to take the job full time like he uh-huh. thought, yeah, uh, I was who he recommended. So.
0: Cool. Um, so what type of crowd do you guys get at the at the brewery? So we're in a mall. Yeah. You have a lot of different people to come in just to come to the mall. Yeah. And the teal mall, I mean, as far as malls go, I mean it's a pretty big one, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, I'd say it's it's pretty mixed. Uh, we get a little bit of everybody. I think that the majority of our crowd is probably a little bit more the older crowd. I would say like thirties up, uh-huh. uh, which is probably really good for the way that I make beer. Yeah. Uh, and because of the massive variety, yeah. I can, you know, it's not everybody that's coming through the doors is really looking for IPA. Most of them are actually looking for something more like this Pilsner that we're yeah, making, or right, something right. a little bit more light and refreshing. Okay. Yep. Um, so, I think that that's probably the majority of our crowd. Is mm-hmm. that thirty to fifty?
0: Right, so we're doing your your Pilsner here. It's a new, yes. relatively new beer.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's our pain pills. It's a traditional Bavarian style Pilsner. Uh, it's a hundred percent German ingredients. Um, it's just very simple. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's three ingredients total. It's about as simple as a beer can be.
0: Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's good. It's I mean, Yeah, It's yeah. Uh, I'm I'm more of a bitter palate. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I this like, leans
1: a little bit to that because it's you know, uh. So one of the things i think it's lost with pilsners because american pilsners are a lot less bitter than mm-hmm. german ones right in germany they're not really a big fan of you know like ipas and things like that mm-hmm. so this is kind of their equivalent this is their bitter beer
0: right yeah i, I can taste the um, it's bitter but it's not like um doesn't stay on your palate or leave a bad taste in yeah. your, your mouth yeah, yeah, it's very clean
1: it's still not very bitter it's just that it's you know 4.7 percent alcohol right and there's not a lot of sweetness from the malt because it's such a simple pilsner malt that doesn't provide a ton of flavor yeah um so yeah uh traditionally with the german style pills you're really supposed to be focusing on the grassy earthiness of the hop Mm -hmm. and then just the bitterness like that's supposed to be your main flavor profile with maybe a hint of like a cracker biscuit coming from the pilsner malt
0: yeah okay so um everybody that i've spoken to so far starts off as a home brewer yes as uh as a (laughs) I guess uh, apprenticeship under their own tutelage, <laughs> yep. right? I'm not a home brewer. I'm. Uh, I started doing this because I like by just by default. I like to go out and try different things, right? Small things. I mean, like uh, unique places. So the craft beer scene is very unique in, in general. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, just from you know Ventura to Westlake, we have a lot of different craft breweries, right? Yep. If I was to be become start first off, first time home brewer, what would your suggestions be now that you've been a home brewer mm-hmm. and now you have uh, a more professional setup?
1: Um, honestly, I think uh, my main thing is to home brewers is don't spend too much money. You can do a great job with very, very simple stuff. I feel like a lot of times people, if they're running into issues with their home brewing or they're just out thinking it's good enough, they're in a rush to go buy fancy equipment. Right. It has very little to do with it. Yeah. It's so much more about the process than it is about what it's being made in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm still, even the occasional times I do some homebrewing with my uh, my friend, Yeah. we're still doing it in, most of the time in five-gallon plastic buckets. Okay, I yeah. do have a nice little 15-gallon unit tank, but yeah. I don't use it very often. Right. Because it's just, it's overkill.
0: Right. So <laughs> it's just uh, get the basics down and...
1: Exactly. I. You know, that's, I think... Uh, Probably the, the best piece of advice is start very simple. Start with mm. very simple recipes with very, very few ingredients. Right, and like, until the, you can, the, like a pilsner. Yeah, you know, I think uh, homebrewing, you'd probably want to start with something more like a, a blonde ale or a very, very simple pale ale. Uh-huh. Something that doesn't have a whole lot of hop additions, doesn't have a lot of dry hop. Something that's very, very simple and doesn't have a lot to hide behind. Right. So that you can really taste what's happening with your fermentation and, and learn that part because that's the hardest thing to get down. Once yeah. you can get clean fermentations... Everything else just falls into place
0: right and so so I, I work at a I work in a clean room r and d facility here down down the road so we do a lot of data taking right okay. and process development tweak this what changes yeah do you go through I mean you have big batches I'm sure you can't oh, yeah. do it Do you still do that on I your own
1: st- I still do that on the full scale to an extent um, you know that whole first year was a lot of that on all of our core recipes really uh-huh. dialing them in and playing with them till I got them right most of the changes are going to be really subtle that most people might not even pick up right. um
0: they're more for but that's your job right your job yeah that's to my up. job yeah. is
1: to, to detect the little things and also it's just trying to refine them for both process as well as maintaining the flavors that we're looking for right. to make sure that it's going to be easy to replicate and repeat right while still being unique and you know and, ours
0: and you keep that in some sort of Notebook or?
1: Um, well, so really it's just all my brew sheets. You know, every time I make it, I yeah. take notes throughout the process. Right. Um, and I just, I keep them all filed. So right. it's more like go back and look at those. And then I have yeah. it all on my computer. I have
0: it all saved. And do any of those come back and turn into some other beer at some point? Um,
1: not exactly. It's more uh, like, it's more that. The, the tweaks are so minor it's right. really like it's just trying to refine the beer we've already made i'm just yeah. trying to take like okay this is good how do we make it great yeah there's a lot more it's a lot more of that so it's a lot more nuanced little things like all right this worked but let's change this one of the two dry hops or let's yeah. uh, adjust my whirlpool time or yeah adjust the temperature at which i'm adding my hops in the whirlpool it's right. more things like that to right. change nuanced characters
0: so what's your what's your oldest beer on the board
1: uh, what do you mean, as far as, as like... As far as
0: uh, release, not...
1: Okay, so release um, would be Lizard Rock. Because, well, Lizard Rock uh, and Waves of Amber, those were both in our first round. So you've been open release. a year. Yeah.
0: How many iterations have those been through?
1: So Lizard Rock is... Uh, it's the fourth iteration, but it's I'm, I'm done messing with it. Yeah. So it's been the same now for since... I want to say June okay yeah so i had it pretty much dialed in by june of last year yeah um and then waves of amber was the only one i never touched wow. it's perfect yeah uh, and then the pale rider was also one of our first that is honestly almost a completely different beer than how it started yeah it's got very similar character to it mm-hmm. like it's one of the things as you get good at brewing you can completely change everything but mm-hmm. kind of make it taste the same <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um so that's probably the one that had the most change like yeah. it's it shares nothing with its first round
0: and do you, do you take input from your customers or is this really what you um I do think take, be?
1: Uh, you know, I'm always curious what customers have to say and I listen. Uh, it doesn't always necessarily make it into the process. Yeah. Um, it's more like I want to make sure the customers are happy. Yeah. But at the same time,
0: Cause there, I mean, you because know, there are more of them than there are you. Absolutely. So there'd be more opinions from them. Absolutely. Yeah. But
1: if all I did was listen to customers, yeah. all I'd be making is IPA. <laughs> yeah, or you'd have like fifty different beers. You know, right? it, of the same it would kind. get a little yeah. crazy. It yeah. would just start to get a little convoluted, or yeah. it would be get boring for me because it would just be repeating all the same things all the time. Yeah, which is something that I can't stand doing. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm the type that always needs to be creating and being creative and trying new things and experimenting. Yeah, so. That's why we really only have four core beers, and we have, like, uh-huh. six that are rotational yeah. total. Yeah. And then everything else is just always making something new. Yeah. Always trying to put out a new style, something new that I've made. Yeah. Like Usually, there are things like where I'm trying new techniques or new ingredients that I've never done before. Right. And just seeing what I get.
0: Yeah. So, like, most craft breweries now in in the area, you have a, a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Do you brew for the kitchen or do they cook based on what you have on the board
1: i would say it definitely goes a little bit more the uh, they're cooking what's going to work with the beer but at the same time it's pretty simple since you know we started with pizza which yeah. pizza goes with everything yeah um but you know we're slowly as we're as we're growing and adding new items we're really trying to pair a little bit more yeah. we're uh, planning to eventually start doing our own uh, in-house barbecue all right by the end of the year yeah um so you know that'll definitely work a lot better i think with like my love of lager. Yeah. Barbecue and lager are just...
0: For sure. A match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I heard you uh, were talking to to uh, Brad, right? Yeah. And he said you're expanding, I guess, uh, bringing more of the outside in, uh, right? Well,
1: so, it, well, it's more that we're actually going to be our you know because of covid we have built this big temporary outdoor patio
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're going to be extending our fence for our small little outdoor patio all the way around that we're going to be mm-hmm. building that into a full permanent large patio yeah so that we can make sure we maintain a large outdoor space um first of all it's going to be nice just to have the extra seating but it's also going to be great just coming out of covid there's still going to be a lot of people that aren't comfortable being inside yeah and i totally respect that yeah. and uh, so you know we're trying to make sure we can be set up for everybody and that everybody can Still feel they can come here and be safe and be comfortable.
0: Yeah, I was talking to John at Leashless, and he said he yeah. experienced that. Yeah. He had people start off at the bar inside and say, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna move back outside." Right? Exactly. So, yeah.
1: You know, I think it's just you know, it's interesting times. Nobody's really sure what to think at this point. So it, it just, interesting is right. right?
0: <laughs> so is there anything that um, happened during this year, COVID restrictions, lockdown, whatever, that you? Uh, Found you can use going forward. I mean the patio or whatever Um uh, Any silver lining you can think of
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean the silver lining was you know getting into canning and uh, uh, Kind of forcing me to expand more beer faster Mm -hmm. mostly just because We had empty tanks and I had to and we just had the time So I was able to play a lot more with lager and play a lot more with things that you can't rush out that need more time in the tank Mm. so uh, hopefully, I'm trying to build that into some of our main mainstays. Build some longer beer <laughs> Right.
0: Um, collaborations.
1: So far, we haven't done any. That uh, COVID kind of killed that. We were yeah. we had some set up, but then it just got really difficult. with everybody, yeah. everybody had to pivot so hard and change sure. the way they were operating. Yep. Um, we're working on getting some planned, but it's just we're right now. I don't even have space. I've got to be focused on our stuff first. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully soon, but cool. I know once, you know, uh, Brittany, who you had on a while ago, once yeah. Naughty Pine gets going, I'm sure her and I'll do some stuff together. We're very good friends. So, yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, I'm sure uh, um, it'd be good to have, you know, women run. Oh, it's going to be right? great.
1: She's a phenomenal brewer. So yeah, <laughs> well,
0: yeah, for my research online and asking around <laughs> my, my, my beer buddies. Right. She has quite the pedigree, I guess you want
1: to. Yes, she does.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. So um, COVID's over. Sometime in the future, right? <laughs> what happens with you guys? What are you, what are you planning?
1: Uh I mean, just planning, to, <laughs> planning to try to keep up and maintain. Yeah. Uh, you know, maintain a eclectic beer menu and right. Still not run out of our cores and just. I mean, really, I think that's the main thing is just figuring out how, as people start coming back in, to maintain a solid lineup and keep yeah. the consistency and the quality where it's at.
0: Cool. Okay. Online, where can they find you guys?
1: Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook. Uh,
0: besides being in person, being the best place to yeah. find you guys, right? Yeah,
1: besides being in yeah. person, I mean, I think that's the best way. That you can Google us. You know, we're, we'll pop up pretty quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, uh, my children love your pizza, right? The meat lovers is their... Yeah, they love that.
1: Yeah, the pizzas are pretty fantastic, and so are the chili dogs. Yeah, I have not had, Well,
0: for personal reasons, I have not had a chili that's dog. That's fair. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. Alright, any parting words? Any last words you want to say? Uh, come enjoy some beer. Drink some more beer. <laughs> Alright, cool. Thank you very much. There you go guys. Petals and Pints Brewery, Thousand Oaks, California. Inside the property of the Thousand Oaks Mall. Uh, good place to visit. Leave someone shopping. You go visit the brewery. Everyone has a good time. Anyway, like and subscribe. Uh, share this video.